Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. Oh, man. Y'all are in for a treat today. Yeah, because you know what? Even though Chris and Paul are out of the studio, I don't know if you can feel it, but it just, just feels different There's just excitement. There's, there's excitement in the air. We have a young, um, aspiring uh, podcaster. <laughs> Um, she's, she's been asked to make a podcast for years and years and years and just, we haven't gotten around to making it. Oh, I thought you were going to say she's always said no, but this time we got her, (laughs) this this time we got her. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's exactly John, who do we have in studio today? Um, today we have the one and only Lori Greer Redfern. (laughs) Thanks for saying young. Oh yeah, I appreciated that. She's... Very young, not not much over twenty five years old, right there. That's right. Yeah, don't you Man. forget it. Don't you forget it. It's true. Um, so Lori's Lori's in the studio with us, and we're gonna we're gonna ask her some questions. Yeah, here Lori, in a Lori's bit. probably gonna keep us in check. I was like, I wonder if Chris and Paul, or if Paul listens to this when he's not when he's on sabbatical, but if Chris is going to be like, oh, we should always have one of our wives here. And it kind of helps keep us in check. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we found last week that we just we we kind of floundered. Without yeah. without somebody else here, so we we need some we need some help. True. I thought it was great. Oh, yeah. thank you. I enjoyed it. Good job. I do listen to the podcast. Oh, do, are thank you. you. Are one you of one the of ten. our listeners? I am one, one of, of the ten. I don't think I've subscribed though. So hey, you know, are there you could kidding be me? more. I don't think. I, Why would you not subscribe? I don't think. You know how to do that? It loads. It loads a lot. It loads a lot of podcasts on. Uh, on the podcast app tapes up a lot of uh, a lot of your gigs. I Here's feel, the thing: I feel undervalued. You know, I don't, I don't think I know how to subscribe. Well, I was oh I was just going to say you were saying when you floundered. Chris told, or we floundered last week. Chris Leg on Sunday put it very kindly when he was like, "Gently, hey, yeah." He's like, "I think you guys should have somebody on the podcast with you." <laughs> and like, that is a great idea. Yeah, why don't we? Why don't we do? We that? should do that. Thanks, boss. <laughs> We have a we have a rule here at the church, and that's failure is always an option. Yes, that's true. Um, so, uh, yep, that's I cash in that check often. often. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I tell my kids in my classroom all the time. Look yeah, how much we learn. It's no big deal. It's not a big deal. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. So oh wait, goodness. so Lori, for for those uh, for the people listening, tell us what your day job is when you're in, when you're not on summer break. My day job is a fifth grade math teacher. Man, Not just a fifth it. grade math teacher. Lori is the head of the math department at Kissam Intermediate School. Is that yes. what they call it? Yes, that is true. Yeah. That so is true. I'm just saying. She's, she's a, a big dis- deal. Well, and she's an award-winning no. teacher. She oh, is. Yeah. She's teacher of the year last teacher year. Teacher of the year. If oh I knew God. what my sound effects buttons did, I would do the applause. <laughs> But I'm not going to do it because I always... Hold on. At some point, it'd be like, wah, wah. Dang oh. it! <laughs> <laughs> Missed it right. by that yes. much. I missed that one. That was a good one. Crickets. Well, yeah. Anyway, Man. Well, I teach math. Yeah. Math, which is, that's what I do. Which is awesome because when Lori and I first got married, we had a very unique conversation in which Lori told me I, okay. that she didn't well, believe in math. That is math, true. Math was like my thing in school. Oh. So like before college, you know, when I decided I was going to study music and, you know, yeah. not have a job. Um, <laughs> I, in, in high school, especially, well, middle school and high school, like I loved math. John was a mathlete. I was like, yes, I was actually, 
I'm just saying. Yeah, I believe you. Um, I it was, was a denominator. I was. Oh no, no, I was not a denominator. Nice denominators. Nice. Right. That's really good. good. Do you guys have T-shirts yet? No, we don't. I think no. that would be really I cool know. to make a T-shirt for that. Okay. Sorry. But sorry. I just I really loved math, and it made sense to me. And it, and when a lot of other things didn't make sense to me, math did. That's so interesting. I got married to Lori, and she was like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's a real thing. <laughs> well. I mean, it's be- first of all, because growing up, I had some teachers oh, in the past, yes. one in particular, that made me feel like that I was bad at math. And so yeah. I really have believed up until the time that I was told that I was going to have to teach math and still believed when I was told that, that I wasn't good at math. And I still don't feel like that I am very good at math, but I know I have learned how with the help of lots of people mm-hmm. and their expertise, I've learned how to teach math. I think in part because it is not naturally easy for me. Yeah. Cause you were a biology major yes. um, in college. Um, you worked at Pine Cove in the outdoor ed program, yes. which we just, we, we should have recorded the last, I don't know, 45 minutes of our conversation um, with Colson because that was a lot of fun to listen to Lori tell Colson what IWS used to be like. Um, but uh, you know, it, all of those it, things come in really handy when you have to do like, what's that game? Two truths and a lie. Yeah. Oh yeah, two truths and a lie. I yeah. always go back to IWS stories. Yes, sure, absolutely. because I'm sure they seem like yeah, 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 and it's like no way. That's you're right. like, there's no but way you yes. got yeah, bit by happened. a Burmese python. Yes, it did happen. That's right. <laughs> it's true. Well, you're giving it away. Oh, sorry. Anyway, yeah. um, so anyway, uh, that was that was a whole lot of fun and to talk about that because that's what Lori and then as soon as she um, finished uh, at Pine Cove, she then went to uh, teach at now uh, Legacy. Legacy High School. Um, but you taught science. Science. You yeah. taught AP Environmental Science. Yes. And uh, uh, like a remedial science. Yes. Um, so that was that was what you were planning on teaching. Yes. And that was only, my wheelhouse. You only taught when you went to fifth grade. From from se- like juniors and seniors in high school, you yes. went to fifth grade, yes. <laughs> and the only reason you taught math was because you had to teach math in order to teach science. Yes. Yeah. And I told them in the interview, I will not teach math. And they sure did. A- and they were like, wrong. "Yes, you will. Yes, you will." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's fifth grade math." So my friend and I both we were teaching math for the first time, and we spent probably every day in the, um. What is it called? We call them ICs, um, instructional coaches. We uh-huh. spent like every day in her office and we would take our little teaks down there and be like, mm-hmm. what does this mean? Yeah. <laughs> and she would tell us and she would teach us and we would study and practice and make sure we could do it right. And go. then we would go teach it. And let me tell you. You only those, have to stay a step ahead. You they, don't have to outrun the bear. Right. Oh, I was very good at being like, that is a great question. We don't actually have time to address that today, mm-hmm. but I will make a note of it. We'll talk about it tomorrow. So, of yeah. course, after school, I'd run down to <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> with a sticky note and be like, uh, they asked about this, and I don't know what that means. That <laughs> is know? great. That so, is great. So I have had a lot of help along the way to but learn how to teach math. Yeah, and you you do a fantastic job of it. And, I really enjoy it. And really enjoy it now and believe in math. I do. Yeah. I do. Well, that's. I think that conversation, like I remember having that conversation with you like in the driveway of our old house. Do you remember that? That's yeah, where it was? I don't really remember. Where I remember. I have like this visual. I remember blacking out when but- you said <laughs> There was just this like, like well, my who wor- did I marry? Uh, 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 <laughs> what do I do? 
No, but it helps me. I've made me. a giant it mistake. Helps, it better helps, or for like, worse. frame my philosophy of, of math and of teaching because that's what I teach my kids now right. is that math is just another language that is oh, used yeah, to communicate. Oh, yeah, because I told you that. Yeah, because you told me that, and I, that made sense to me. Like, oh, okay, so it's not just numbers. Numbers represent things, and right. that, you know, just like sentences tell us stories and, and mm-hmm. ideas and communicate, so do equations and expressions and things like mm. that. They communicate in a different way, and we just have to learn how to speak that language. So that. we talk about that a lot in my class. You know, That's mm. why when you write numbers, they have units because they're not just numbers. They have to represent things. things. So anyway, so that, that conversation helps me a lot, and I have been guided a lot by wiser people um, who have helped me learn how to teach math. Other teachers. Other teachers. It's so important. Yeah, I yeah. know. I just, I mean, I learn from them all the time. Do you want to mm. hear a math joke? Sure. Yes. I heard a new one yesterday. I already told it to you. You'll like this, Colson. Right? All right. What did the zero say to the eight? <laughs> I don't know what. Nice belt. <laughs> 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 I heard that in a training, and I oh, thought you it found was the applo- or the so laughter. funny. Anyway, I found another <laughs> one is, today online, but I won't. I won't take our time. To we can talk. do that one next next week. But hey, here if you guys have you listening, if you have any math questions or math send, jokes, send them in. <laughs> Email us at info at southspring.org. I'm, sure, I'm sure Alan yes. Pig has a math like pun. Oh, oh he I'm probably sure. does. Oh my goodness, like, I'm sure there's. Oh man, I have on, a good Alan. one for him. I know. I'll. I'm gonna pass. Uh, that went on. I bought a math pun poster. Oh yeah, oh that's for my classroom. The, that is great. The someone. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Anyway, <laughs> the someone. It's, it's fine. Um, that's great. But uh, before we get into actually talking about First Peter, what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry. <laughs> we uh, uh, talk a little bit about this next week. This next week is a, vo- a devoted Sunday, um, which I'm super excited about. We're actually going to start the service outside and do a baptism first. Mm. two baptisms and one of the service and one in the um, other. And it's going to be great. Um, but we're going to, we're going to do that outside at the beginning of the service, which creates all kinds of excitement. But so you're telling me we're going to start outside yeah. and come inside. Yep. Man, I'm excited about that. Come prepared um, to, bring, to move around a little bit. Bring but a tank top. Bring that's a tank that's top. exactly right. <laughs> it's and, hot. and also a sweater. Yeah. And also a sweater. <laughs> when you tank come top and then a sweater. And your sweat dries. It's going to be awesome. Um, Paul is actually going to be here. Oh, um, yeah. For one of the services mm. to, to baptize Sean Dotson. And I'm super excited about that. Number one, just because I miss my friend. Yeah. Um, but also because he gets to baptize Sean Dotson. So that's going to be great. Um, and then uh, we're going to have uh, some family dedications. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are also going to um, take the Lord's Supper mm. and hear some more. Uh, I don't, if you were here last week, you got to hear um, two of our members uh, tell Chris about Jesus. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That was cute. Reagan was cute. No. No, you know what I mean. Oh Reagan my Reed, gosh. you are so cute when you um, explain the Sean three Redfern. circles. Oh my goodness. No. no Lori is referring good. to Esther, Esther and her uh, telling Chris that, you know, he can choose life or death and he gets to choose. That's right. Yeah. I that loved was, it. it was I thought it was awesome. so great. Well, and I appreciated it because my children were in the service with me. So yeah. it was yeah, really fun. I told Micah to give Esther a high five when she came down and yeah. 
Um, I should not have told him to do that because he just didn't know what to do with himself. Yeah. He's like, uh, um, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so I think he just looked like he was waving to her. Yeah, but he probably was. It's all right. It's it's good. My favorite was like, all right, there's good news and bad news. Which one do you want? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was so great. That was so good. Which one do you Ooh, want first? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I was really grateful that Chris said bad news first because yeah. good news first, would that would have made that. A little bit more awkward, I think. Yeah, that's true. It, but she did a great job. She did a fantastic job, mm-hmm. and we're going to hear more. And we're going to hear more of those from people this week. From people this week, and awesome. that's that's going to be really good. This is insider information, so if you're listening to the podcast, don't tell anybody else. Yeah, this, this is, is confidential, just, man. Just for you, um, though. I don't think our, our Patreon supporters. Our <laughs> Patreon supporters. <laughs> you didn't know that Could by listening to the podcast. <laughs> never mind. <clears throat> but. <laughs> Um, so that's what we're doing this next week, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm super excited uh, uh, to hear the gospel over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but we um, are preparing for jumping back into First Peter. One of one of the uh, least favorite passages to um, preach on, I think. Probably. Why do you say that, <laughs> John? <laughs> I don't know. Chris probably mm. loves it because Chris Chris enjoys this type of thing way more than I do. But every time we get to First Peter three, I'm like, don't. So for our, for our don't for our get listeners mad at who me. I'm just reading the scripture for for our <laughs> listeners who aren't looking at their Bible or are not super familiar with what First Peter three is. Why what why is it a little bit uncomfortable and and why is it so appropriate? Most of the what, Bible where at, where um, right now gets. Uh, um, people get, uh, I guess, modernists get frustrated with the Bible because most of it um, is seems to be written to men. Mm-hmm. If you if you're translating it, it's like seems to be written to men. And then the one moment when they're like, "And wives," the next thing that comes out of for, uh, Peter's mouth is, "Be submissive," or "Submit to," or what are some other ways that this is translated? Must accept the authority of. Ooh. Yeah, that's a fun one. Um, be subject to, yep, um, and uh, be in subjection to mm. your husband. And so, like, you can understand, like, the 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 kid gloves that it feels like you need to treat this passage with. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to go ahead and say, like, we're making jokes here, um, but this is this is not something that we need to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. I'm, I we're we are we're we're making all kinds of jokes about it. This is not something we need to be afraid of. These these words have have been abused and made to mean things that they don't actually mean. Mm-hmm. So um, I definitely wanted to uh, have Lori in here um, and talk about this before she heads back to school um, because we're not going to have access to her in the middle of the week um, here pretty soon. But Lori and I have had a lot of conversations about stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, we're, well, I mean, I think, I think we're both feminists and, and I mean that in the least aggressive, way aggressive possible. way possible for yeah. sure. But like I, I grew up with, um, I love my dad and he's fantastic, but I, he, he was gone most of the time when I was growing up, I was raised by my mother and three older sisters um, and, and I, I, they, they are three strong, four strong women. So 
Sorry, three three strong sisters and my mother, four strong women. <laughs> one of them's not very strong. <laughs> one of them's not. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you they, get to decide who. They're, <laughs> they're, All of you who are listening. Yeah, the, none of them are listening. Sorry, keep going. But yeah, so but you were I was you were around strong women. I was around strong women most of the time, and and Dad was there. I don't want to make it sound like Dad was absentee or anything like that. He was he was a very much a part of growing up. But there was a lot of day to day stuff that it was. I was just I was with the girls. Um, and there's some really funny stories about that that we can talk about some other time. But I, I very much like grew up with the, I just the understanding that you know, it, it's not like women can't tell you what to do because they're telling you what to do all the time. <laughs> um, it's not like you don't need to listen to women because they're a lot smarter than you a lot of the time. Um, I mean, it, yeah, that's just the reality that I grew up in, and mm-hmm. so the the idea that. Um, this faith that we hold is somehow against women and only there to subject them um, or to make them subservient to men or anything like that is, I mean, I, I just, I don't have a, a place for that in my brain. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's true. And it's not like, I, I think that there was a time in my life where I wanted that to be true because I wanted to be in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time in my life where I wanted the Bible to say that, um, women need to needed to listen to me instead right. of me listening to women because I felt like my entire life was listening to these women. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you you grow up and you look at the scriptures, and that's not what's being said here. Um, so, real quick before before Lori uh, talks a little bit about it, I want to I want to make sure that y'all know that as I think Chris and Paul have both said, like there's it's like Paul's. Um, starts this this part of the conversation back in two in, in verse or sorry you're fine peter, i was i was Paul. just i was just interested. you're right um peter starts this conversation back in two um whenever he says uh be subject to every human institution for mm-hmm. the lord's sake whether it's the king as supreme or to the governors as those um those he commissions to punish wrongdoers and praise those who do good so Paul is basically like back in in that he's setting up a conversation like he oh he makes it to slaves, and then he's like oh, you you need more of a was it uh, um, Matt who said you you need more of a a reason here and then he talks about Christ being our reason yeah or there for the a example second. the you example know, let me give you a an example an example of mm. how you do and that. then he jumps right back it starting in three you remember these like chapters were not there mm-hmm. peter didn't say like oh break three mm-hmm. so three one is just a continuation of the conversation that was happening before and he says in the same way and he's talking about all these other ways wives be sub- subject to your own husbands then even um if some are disobedient to the word they will be won over without a word by the way you live. Mm-hmm. This is the same way that he was talking to slaves before. Be subject to your masters with all reverence, not only to those who are good and gentle, but also to those who are uh, who are perverse. For this finds God favor if because of conscience toward God someone endures. Sorry, I'm reading in a different translation than probably you are. 
but like there's there's a lot of things inside of that like you're we have these institutions we have these ways of doing things and it's not your job to be like to overthrow those things it's your job to um be subject to god be be submissive to his will and inside of these human institutions or these these ways of doing things you understand like this this is how we help people know who who our god is mm-hmm. um so th- there's a lot involved with this but or you want to talk about three one at all oh sure or you just want to sit there and look pretty i'll probably talk okay <laughs> um i don't know i think it's important to me like you know growing up submission is one of those things that we hear a lot about i think um and and as women going okay what does that look like and how i i don't there it's a whole thing because also if you look at it you know culturally from non-believers submission is bad submission is a doormat submission is Mm. not being heard you know all of those things and we live in this culture of you know and that's one of Lori's greatest fears is not being heard yes like that's a that is a deep like that plays on it yes some Um, insecurities yeah it does and so we're in this like culture where we are lifting up and praising ourselves as moms as women as you know wives as whatever it is it's this whole kind of mommy culture i deserve this i'm self-care mm. means that mm. i get to do the things i want you know all of this kind of stuff and so yeah. the idea of submission is not really a um much talked about thing especially in a positive way and mm. i do yeah, think it's, it's talked about it's just talked about in a negative way right and and i i mean i feel like i've wrestled with it a lot too because you know, I, I can read the scriptures. I know what it says to do, but I don't like the idea of submitting either because I'm afraid that by submitting, I won't be heard mm-hmm. or I'm going to be asked to do something that I disagree with mm-hmm. or all of that. And it is important too, I think, to remember that this is why we read the whole of scripture yes. and not just one thing. If yeah. we go back, you know, to Ephesians where it talks about, uh, you know, submitting to one another in the fear of Christ in um, Ephesians five. I'm reading this tiny font, so I'm like trying to make sure I read all the words. Sorry, babe. Right, it's okay. I gave her a tiny Bible. You did. We, we can turn the big light on. That's <laughs> it's okay. I can read it. I'm just have to move it back and forth, you know. Um, but understanding that submission is not just for women. No. Submission is for all of us. No, mm-hmm. and that, I think that's what I was trying to say with Peter yeah. starting this conversation before the right. before this line. Yeah. He's He's talking to all of us. Right. And so I think he also breaks it down, I think, for our benefit. You know, it's not just, you know, everybody submit one to another, but here's how we do that and why it's important. You know, the the value of it is not in giving another person power. The value of it is in the witness that it is to show people what it looks like to submit to Christ. I mean, right. one of my children the other day was like, how come you have to boss us around so much? <laughs> I, know, I know exactly <laughs> which child that was. <laughs> you can imagine how that went. But um, one of the things that I told him in that moment was obeying mommy teaches you how to obey Christ. Yeah. And I mean, he doesn't understand that yet. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I know, bless it. I, you know, I, bless his heart. <laughs> Mercy, but yeah. he's still learning. But it's still, he's, but that's, but that's a great point. Like, 
you're not only like obeying you is not just this. My mommy, to be in yeah, mommy yeah. is not doing this because she just wants you to do this. It's like, this is actually forming your character. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the thing that's so powerful, you know, Chris talked about it in the sermon the other day. I told John, sometimes I wish I had like popcorn yeah. um, in the sermon so that when Chris says something that like steps on my toes, I want to like throw it at the stage. Like, yeah. Boo. <laughs> Boo, go or, home. Or a tomato bucket or <laughs> yeah, something. Exactly. I mean, I think I, I do that. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather it be the popcorn. <laughs> the popcorn. Uh, John, don't throw the don't throw a tomato. I just had an image of a of a tomato landing inside my guitar. John, you know, if he's sitting next to me, there are definitely times when Chris will say something and I go, boo. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, because it steps on my toes. And he mentioned the fact the other day, you know, talking about warring with the flesh and um, you know, when we were in first Peter two and was talking about warring with the flesh and talked about how you have to tell your flesh, you know, when it starts speaking in that little childish whiny voice, you mm. are not in charge. And I like that got me because we say that phrase probably a hundred times a day to yeah. our children. Yeah, you are not in charge. You're not in charge. And just re- the reminder of, oh my gosh, that's me too. Like mm-hmm. um, I yeah. am not in charge. Yeah. And so having to continually not, you know, as I'm telling my child who's fussing at me for fussing at him, you know, as I'm telling them, obeying me teaches you how to obey Christ. It's such a reminder for mm-hmm. me. I mean, it's almost hard for me to say to him because I know that I'm still trying to do that too. Yeah. Right? You know, and... And here's where, like, I, I feel like, um, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to say this. Like, if if women are reading First Peter three one and thinking that men are then able to say, "I'm in charge," right? Like that that I'm in charge, and and my wife has to submit. If that's what women are thinking, men are reading First Peter three and saying, if men are reading First Peter three and saying that, like, you didn't read all of this yeah yeah it's uh, you missed it it's part of learning how to how to be a student of the of the word yeah you know and one of the things that i really like you know i john knows this i love jen wilkins teachings um she is she does a great job man she does a great job and one of the books she has a book called women of the word and it really changed my life and i picked it up thinking oh this is going to be a bible study about women in the bible we've all done those and you know to be honest i'm a little tired of them but i thought I've heard good things about this book. That's not what it was at all. It was mm. about teaching biblical literacy to women. Yeah. Mm. And one of the Hermeneutics. things. Yeah. And so she talks about in the beginning, before you start studying anything, you read that book or that passage or that whatever it is you're studying multiple times before you even start studying. And I love that because it reminds me that I need to see the entire context of what's happening. And so I've started doing that. I mean, I told John I'd listen to this podcast when I go to the gym. See, I'm offended by that because I feel like this book should have just been called People of the Word. (laughs) You know, because like all, all. Yes. Watch it. Watch it. All of our listeners I'm are joking. going. Hey, if you guys are, if you are offended by John's comments, <laughs> write me an email at info at southspring.org. I'm yes. sorry. I'm sorry. Go <laughs> ahead. It Lori. was a good joke, babe. I it can tell you joke. were. Joking. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was I thought so. Um, but the, you've you've known me for a long time. I, that's true. There's a lot of people that don't know that <laughs> that's I'm joking. True. Half the time. That's true. Um, like when I asked if you were going to sit there and look pretty, most people didn't know that was a joke, but you laughed and yeah. that made me feel good. I did. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> 
so um anyway i don't even remember what i was saying at this point what were we talking about oh, oh my god oh, no i remember now okay <laughs> see you thought you're like oh it's good to have somebody to keep you on track but you didn't know that i'm a wanderer that's i know but, you're a but but you're wandering on topic which is great yeah Yay for me. I, yeah, I'm yay proud for of, you. proud of myself for, for hey, staying Hey, you're wandering topic. again. Just tell oh, me. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so here's what happened. So I, you know, when I go to the gym, I listen to your podcast. Oh, great. That's that's what I do. So um, Until she gets bored with it. No, oh, that's fine. She no, I did. Else. I No, when you were talking about food and stuff the other time, I, was lit, I told John, I was literally on the treadmill and I went, yum. <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I hope that old man walking by yeah, did not yeah, think like, I was addressing talking, him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, oh, sorry, mom on my, on my phone. Ha ha. Bye. Like, my face is warm right now. I'm like <laughs> embarrassed by it. Um, but one of the things that I have started doing just for myself is listening to what's it called? Streetlight. Yeah, streetlights. It's called streetlights. It's um a an app where they're reading scripture. Scripture. And so I've started listening to First Peter. And so I'll just mm. listen to, you know, however many chapters I can get through. You know, I think all four chapters takes like. 20 minutes or something like that. So, um, Forge did in 17. I'm just saying. Ooh. Mm. Well, they probably didn't have all those cool beats behind it like it does on street lights. (laughs) So, yeah. But, you know, just even. That's exactly right. I know. That's what it sounds like. (laughs) I listened to it. I know. It's great. So, um, anyway, going back to this, I think it's important to. When we are reading passages like chapter three in first Peter, we have to be looking at what is being said around it and not just pick out Mm. verses from it. And I think chapter three is just, it's always been a challenging chapter for me because it's not just about submission and submission itself is tough to talk about. Um, but it's also talking about things like outward beauty and inward beauty and a gentle and quiet spirit, which John and I have talked about a lot because I don't necessarily feel that that describes me. And so I'm going, Oh no, what is that? Mm. What does that look like for me? If it doesn't describe me, then... Which it does. It, she just... Anyway. Well, we can talk about that later. But, yeah. um, you know, there are things about it. I think one of the most powerful things for me in understanding submission was, to me, when I finally realized I, I feel like submission inherently... Is that how you say that word? Mm-hmm. Is hard. And I think because, you know, if we're, if John and I are talking about something and we're in agreement and we move forward on whatever it is, that's not me submitting to him. We're in agreement. But if submission is willingly laying down my will, your plan, my plan, my ideas underneath someone else, you know, and doing that intentionally. Yeah then there is something that is challenging about that. And sure. I, so I think part of what makes submission submission is the fact that it's hard to do. And um, I don't know. I think that's, you know, someone told me one time a long time ago, um, we were talking about, maybe it was when we were fostering, I can't remember. And we were having a conversation and I was talking about how something was hard and, you know, maybe it was how we, say yes to yeah, to people placements. coming into our home and how John and I, we were very, we operated very differently when opposite. we were um, opposite, not different opposite opposite. Yeah. When we were, when we were fostering John's initial response to every call was yes. Yep. 
And my initial response to every call was no. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would burst into tears and panic and we would have to have those conversations about, okay, well, what's right? What's not? What's what's going to work? And And then two weeks into it, it would flip. And I would say, we're giving this child back. And Lori would say, like, no, we have to keep this child. (laughs) This is our baby for now. So, yeah. Just just in case you were thinking, oh, John, like, no. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Fostering is hard. And I used to tell people all the time, like, I am so the wrong personality type for it, Mm -hmm. which is just a testament to God's um, grace in in allowing us to be obedient. That's really what he did. He allowed us to be obedient. And that was so merciful of him. Yeah, that's cool. Gracious Um, of him. Well, and I think that's a really cool, like, tangible way that you're able to speak to this idea of submission and how the Lord uses that within your marriage. I mean, that is really cool. Well, and we were, when we were talking about it with this person, this person was not... And in case you're thinking submission meant that we always took the child. No, we didn't. We didn't. Like, there were times in talking about it where there we go, okay, obvious, this, is, like, not this right. is not right. This is not a good. Mm-hmm. This is not a good thing. But that's, I mean, you know, in seven of three, it says, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing is like, I know that when we are having conversations, when I am, when I know that I need to be submitting to you, part of that is me trusting that you are submitting to Christ and listening to and you. listening to me as well, mm-hmm. because you know, my fears and you know, yeah. we know each other well. And it doesn't mean that you're never going to ask me to do something that sounds like something I don't want to do, right? but it does mean that submission is mutual, I guess, in that, in that regard. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. Well, I had this person talking about it, you know, talking about choosing Mm -hmm. fostering and and they made a comment to me along the lines of, well, thankfully you have a husband that you, um, can submit to. And I, I who said that? We've talked about this. I'm not going to say any names, Okay. but somebody has said something like along those lines, Mm -hmm. you know, thankfully, you know, you have a husband you can submit to. Oh no, I know who you're talking about. That's not what she said. What did the, what did they say? She said, um, well, it's a good thing that uh, we can, we can just let them make that decision or something like that. It was something like that. Something along those lines. And you don't have to make that decision because they make those decisions. Yeah. And (laughs) I mean, I kind of took a step back and thought, I don't. There's nothing easy about that, you know, and that's, no. that really helped shape my, un, my understanding of submission. It's not easy. No. And, and I think. Not you if know, you're doing it right. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's, if we're on the same page, I don't feel that that's submitting. Yeah. Or if Is you're just, wrong? if you just decide to not have opinions about anything, mm-hmm. that's, I don't think that's submission either. Yeah. Like if you just turn into this passive thing, mm-hmm. like then that's, I don't think that's Compliant. submission. Like you're. We need to understand, um, and this is like we should we should have just decided we were going to do two sessions here because or two podcasts here because this is we've already gone way over time. Well, if we're but but, but if you're enjoying that, this, like, this is great. The, keep going. Yeah. It was all my math jokes. Yeah, no, 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 no. But, well, but sorry, keep going because th- the idea this is great. That, the idea that submission is something other that 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 meekness and is is weakness. Like there's there's this misunderstanding and it. If you if you go look up the word meek, um, like in dictionaries now, it will talk about weakness and and someone who's really passive or anything like that. That's not the word um, that's biblically talked about when it comes to um, being meek or being submitted to. It's like Chris has talked about before. It's 
power being submitted to um, a, a, an authority. Um, and so the idea being more like a war horse, this really, if you've ever stood by a horse and felt like dwarfed oh, by I'm it. I'm terrified of horses. Yeah, like if you've ever stood by a horse and felt dwarfed by the power of the horse standing next, I mean, they're just all muscle. Mm-hmm. They're they're really powerful things and and honestly really scary if you don't treat them the right way. Um and so if if you if you take for the horse's strength for granted, you can get really hurt. Um I've seen that happen and it's it's it, it can be kind of gruesome. Um but you train a horse, you get on the back of a horse and you put this little piece of metal in its mouth and the horse is controlled by this tiny piece of metal and you holding like this rope on the on the back of it like that that is submission that is meekness that's all of the power that has been given to you being put under the will of someone else and it it's not an easy thing it's not a passive thing if you are a passive thing and a weak thing then no there's no there's no reason to control you um but men need to be meek because they have all this power women need to be meek because they have all this power and they need to submit all of that um to god and i think that's the most important thing for me personally to remember when it comes to submission is really the whole point of all of this is not to make you feel powerful it's not to make you feel yeah you know in charge i'm submitting to you because just like i told my son it is teaching me to submit to christ right and that's the the whole idea of all of this is not we submit because of someone else we submit because it's teaching us submission to christ right and I think that that is the most important thing for us to remember when it says, uh, in the same way, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that even if some disobey the word, they may be won over without a word by the way their wives live when they observe your pure, reverent lives. That the whole purpose of submission, the whole purpose of obedience is to remind us that we get the the joy and privilege and honor grace and rest and mercy of getting to submit to christ because he knows better every time amen well said that's all of us be encouraged <laughs>